This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. Hello, you alright? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Okay, alright. Just uh, in isolation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, crikey. I mean, you, you're nearly a week into it now. I suppose, yeah, I suppose we are actually, because Monday night was when, uh, yeah, Boris came on the telly and told us all to stay in. Yep. It doesn't, doesn't feel like a week, actually, now you say that. <laughs> Feels like we're only on, like, day three, which I suppose is a good thing. I don't know. I was, I, my impression is that you spent a few days in the UK without really sort of having clear instruction on sort of what it meant. I don't know, really. Mm. I felt it was fairly clear to me yeah. in that it was like stay home and only go out for food yep there was some issue i think uh with construction workers they weren't they weren't sure what was going to be deemed essential construction and what wasn't yep but yeah i saw a few people like a few friends on facebook complain that they weren't sure what they should do and to me it's like well it's obvious you stay in mm-hmm. like just don't go out just stay, stay in your house it's um not really yeah. that complicated after a point. Not not really, is it? No. Just stay in. if Unless you are a key worker, in which case, you know, we all thank you and please be safe. But, yeah, unless you, you're that, stay in your house. Yep. I think it's as, as simple as that, really. But, um, yeah, I, I guess, like, the weekend leading up to the to the Monday was, was the thing in that, we were told we should only go out where essential. Yeah. Which basically is the same as what it is now, except on Monday it was like, no, no, we really mean it. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I think there's some mountain in Wales, Snowdonia maybe, Yeah. Um, that had like one of its busiest weekends on record oh, for I visitors. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, so like various national parks had like queues everywhere and it's like, oh no, like you're just, you're not getting it, are you? No. <laughs> So I guess Boris had no choice but to tell us that we're grounded until further notice, <laughs> which you can't blame him for. We've had similar here in New Zealand in some ways. Um, there's been a lot of people sort of doing things like um, dr- driving to the beach to do their, their daily exercise, which of course takes them out of their local area. Um, and mm. that is the thing we're trying to prevent. So it, that, that's been the thing that's been um, a little difficult, I think, for some people has been this idea of like, well, okay, I'm at home, but I do still need to exercise. And then the advice on that is here is clear. You know, you're allowed to exercise in your local area. If, if you can put some shoes on and walk out your door, you know, go for it. Um, but keep your distance from other people. You're allowed to walk with people who you're you're on lockdown with you know so yeah. there's, there's there's this concept of um people in your bubble and your bubble is your your people that you are at home with um and there's very little exception outside of of that um th- there are it's easier for us because we're a family unit and we are our bubble so that's been very easy for me to define um uh, there is a little bit of grey area if you're on your own 
and you wanted to buddy up with somebody else who is also single and living on their own, you could have your own bubble. Just the two of you, but you are not supposed to be meeting up with anybody else. Yeah. If that makes okay. any sort of sense. So there have been some sort of bits of like, okay, can I do it like this? Can I do it like that? And, and people sort of desperately looking for loopholes as well. Um, but but the core advice of stay at home, you know, yes, you can go to the shop. Yes, you can go out for exercise. No, you cannot go and meet up with your girlfriend, boyfriend who doesn't live in the same house as you. No, you cannot go to a party where you don't actually set that foot outside of the house. There's been all these other bits that people have been struggling with. Um, I guess just fundamentally not getting, you know, what it is that we're trying to do. Um, and you know, I mean, like, unfortunately, the virus doesn't really listen to to your logic. So, um, people are getting told, and I think there have been incidents of people sort of being pulled by the police and questioned and turned away from places they shouldn't be as well. Um, yeah, yeah, similar here. Yeah, which is only right, isn't it? In the circumstances, yes, yeah, hundred percent. And and I mean, like, you know, I, I feel. I feel uncomfortable about this, that side of things. You know, that is not politically where I would like things to be, but this is a very exceptional circumstance. And the only way of kind of getting ahead of it is for everybody to just sort of do, do as they're being told, essentially, right now. Um, it's the only way to have any, yeah. any impact on it. Um, and the other side of it is that the, the more that people just sort of get on with it, the uh, the quicker we'll be sort of out of this period of lockdown. Um, cause yeah, it's sort of undefined here, really. It's like you're hearing rumours it could go on to September or, <laughs> or June. Or, yeah. You know, you're hearing all over the map, really. Yeah. They don't know, I think, is the honest thing at the moment. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny, I came into the show this week not really knowing really what on earth we're going to talk about enough. We always manage something, <laughs> yeah. But I've not really been sort of engaging with like developer stuff. Not really this week. I think that's fair. Um, my focus has been mostly elsewhere. Yeah. The iPad and the MacBooks were nice distractions last week. I thought, and you know, yep. we sort of covered. That. I don't think we fully covered the iPad, but yeah, I feel like maybe now this week coming, maybe start to lean into some dev a little bit. Yep. Um, because it's a good, it's a good time, isn't it, to do it? It is. Um, what you're describing is familiar um, to me, in the sense of like, I mean, like I've been feeling the same in that I've not been able to engage really with um, with any tech stuff uh, beyond kind of just doing what I've been doing for for my day job. Um, I'm still kind of going through the concussion, and that means I'm still doing around about an hour and a half to two hours worth of work a day and that's it i I can't really sustain much more uh so you know i want to be hacking away on side projects and this that and the other but if i'm not managing a full day's worth of work then you know i can't be doing that as well that would just be counterproductive you'd overdo it yep yeah um so yeah i've had to just sort of put all of that down and step back but I, I kind of understand what you mean, though, that like sort of a week into all of this, you're sort of starting to feel like, OK, maybe I can pick one or two things up because um, I, th- I think that's how a few people are feeling. I, I mean, my my wife, uh, she writes 
you know, writing is her passion and she's been unable to, to write anything, you know, for the last week, two weeks. Um, and I think that's something she's probably going to be picking back up later this week. Because I've got no real reason as to why I haven't done any dev stuff this week. Uh, oh. I mean, I've had the same allocate, you know, amounts of free time yeah. that I would otherwise have had. It's just like, I don't know, I guess I just feel a bit rattled, yeah. maybe, is is what it is. Well, this is, I mean, people keep using the word unprecedented so much that I've, I've kind of hate that word now, but it, but it is. I think the way that I got the idea of the scale of this was when I sort of sat down and I realised... Yeah, this is a world event. This is an everywhere event, and it's it's not it's not evenly distributed. You know, some countries have more, some countries have less, but it is everywhere. You know, by virtue of what it is, it's a pandemic. And then when you put it at that scale, um, and the effects that it's now having on countries where we're all in lockdown and these sort of actions are being taken, um, this is actually equivalent, I guess, to becoming like a world war type event except that we're at war with a virus rather than each other and then when you think of it like that when you think of this as being like okay this is depending on how long this goes for how long it takes to get a vaccine and all the rest of it this has the potential to have as much impact as as a world war it's fair enough if you don't feel like doing very much for a while you know as you just sort of take it all in um i think that's that's allowed as it were and I think everybody has to just sort of be mindful of that. It feels a bit weird to just sort of carry on as if stuff's not happening. Yeah, no, I, I can get behind that. But I think that having kids around as well, as well is hard because yeah. trying to make sure that they're not sort of climbing the walls and, you know, that they're entertained. I, it hasn't come up much yeah. in conversation as to why we're not going out very much. But I don't know how long that's going to last yeah, I mean Charlie's pretty switched on at this point. Um, he's not backwards about coming forwards either. <laughs> so if if he's got something to say, he'll generally say it. And so it's just like I, th- I think my focus has been on just like making sure they're having a good time. And um, as a result, we're not sort of tearing around so much as we used to. Like you know, we'd spend all morning in the park sometimes, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's now off the table. Yeah. So as a result, um, I guess like nap time is. Uh, not as effective should we say yeah um they're not so tired so they don't nap for so long because they just haven't done very much um and there's only so much sort of chasing up and down the hallway you can do with like the toy cars (laughs) before they they're kind of like okay i'm over this now yeah (laughs) um yeah it's just it's just weird so we've we've ended up um resurrecting our, our playstation 3 uh because we had um the camera and the move controllers um, oh cool i always wanted those yeah they're not bad they're not bad and um we, we we bought a sports game i couldn't tell you the name of it tabby set it up for them um but the kids have been playing on that because we got rained off over the weekend and then like our daily walks um were just cancelled for a couple of days and of course yeah the kids start to climb the walls and it's, it's quite obvious everybody needs to just sort of do something um, and that's been really, really good, just as a a thing where they're getting some basic movement, you know. And, yeah. and actually, you can get quite tired out from it if you go sort of full pelt with with the different um, sports and things it's got. Um, yeah, that's that's been an interesting thing. Um, I'm, I'm glad we've had that. 
it's just sort of left me feeling a little bit like um, disappointed all over again with what's in the Apple TV. Um, in a sense, of us, <laughs> I sort of went looking through the App Store there and I was like, yeah, there's going to be nothing. There's nothing here that's going to take the edge off this because we've been through all of the, the offerings there and there's, for two kids, you know, you want multiplayer games, you want things that they can, you know, one person takes a go, the other person takes a go and, and it's competitive or whatever, that's what they're into. Um, and there's very, very little in the Apple TV app store that, that sort of fits that pill. Yeah, and I, I sort of feel like, I don't know, I had, again, this is the side effect of being a dev and not being able to do as much development, I guess, as I'm sort of sitting there and I keep getting ideas for apps and different ideas for, for things that could be done. And I, I sort of looking and going, well, you know, if I had the headspace, literally, I, I'd be wanting to solve this problem. And and I wonder, like, if there's sort of these, I don't want to call them opportunities, but they they are, you know, the, these these moments, these bits that app developers could sort of start to fill some of these niches for people as we're sort of in this kind of you know, ongoing lockdown, as it were. I don't know, more multiplayer games for the Apple TV would be helpful, I think. Yeah, I, it's the controller issue, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. From, I, I find, I tried the Apple Arcade on the Apple TV and instinctively, when I signed up for the Arcade, I thought, well, I'm not going to play it on my Mac. I was like, well, I don't really want to play a game on my touchscreen phone, nor do I particularly want to play a game on my touchscreen iPad, even though it wouldn't run on my iPad, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought, brilliant, I'll put it on the Apple TV. And yeah, it just kind of wasn't very good no. <laughs> with the with the remote. And luckily I have one of the SteelSeries, what's it, Nimbus controller? The one that they put on stage during the Apple event when they launched the Apple TV yeah. saying, and look, you can connect a controller to it. I've got that one. The chosen MFI controller. Yeah, the chosen one. And to be fair, it's a pretty nice controller. Um, Steel Series is um, fairly reputable, I'm led to believe, in terms of like the PC uh, gaming mouse and keyboard kind of arena. So, yeah, no surprise they make a good controller. But, it just, yeah, it just all felt a bit of a letdown, really, on the, on the Apple TV. Yeah. Not to say the games are bad, it's just the experience was bad. It's like the Apple TV wasn't really thought about. And to me, that should be like the primary device. That's like a game console in waiting, yep. in my mind, the Apple TV especially with the money that they're charging for them. I mean, it's console money, near enough. I know, and, and I just sort of feel like the controller thing's one thing, um, but then a lot of people have a personal device that they could use, you know, as, a, as an immediate form of input. So you could control from your phone, for example. And I sort of feel like there's just not been a lot of thought kind of put towards that side of things. Like, you could you could have split screen two player games you could have them take input from any connected controller we've we've got xbox controllers we could use those um or you could have alternatives where you've got you know a basic touch based control pad that that operates on your phone um some of that's on apple you know I sort of feel like apple could potentially provided um provided a um a games orientated version of the remote app um, that's that's baked into the iPhone, and and that would help, you know, because there is a remote control app. There's also the remote control um, part that you can bring up from Control Center as well. Um, so some of that I feel is on Apple. Apple could have made that side of things um, easier, 
But then equally, you know, developers could implement their own to some degree. So I guess the problem here is a market dynamic is a perception there of there's not enough people to sort of make it worth doing that for or not enough interest in the same way. Because a lot of the apps on the Apple TV, a lot of the games there um, are essentially just really adapted from iOS you know, their, their, their games. And that much is so clear when I loaded up a game on Apple Arcade on the Apple TV because all the, all the language in it was, um, you know, tap here. And, you know, it was all like as if you were going to do it on a touchscreen, the kind of instruction you would give as yeah. opposed to, we wouldn't even say tap here, would you? It would just be a button. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the button is enough of a call to action itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it definitely felt like these were just like rushed ports. I think it was a Sonic game, the one I'm thinking of. Oh, that yeah, um, yeah, that, there was a lot going on with that one as well. I believe that one um, was pulled back from being a freemium in-app purchase model. And I think that right. also impacted some of how it, it kind of presents in general, you know, back on the iPhone or iPad um, from Apple Arcade as well. It sort of feels a bit clunky in places. No, I guess I don't want to... You know, spend an entire episode just bagging on the Apple TV but what I'd like to see <laughs> is oh, go on. Um, we're in this phase of time whatever this phase of time becomes and it would be awesome to sort of see things like local multiplayer that doesn't depend on a, a server full of randoms who are going to troll me you know now's not the time I'm actually <laughs> stuck in with my, my family and I want to play games with them and there's a deficit of that on Apple TV. There's also, you know, similarly for for iOS, although it's not necessarily the platform for split screen multiplayer, but there is a deficit of local multiplayer games that are any good, I guess, or that we want to play. Um, and then over on other platforms, you know, there's a little bit. So we've resurrected the PlayStation Three. That's that's helped. That's been cool. Uh, we've got the Xbox, although the games on that tend to play, be more verging towards um, stereotyping, but I guess a sort of solo player who's got the Xbox rather than a PC and might be a bit older than my kids um, okay. seems to be the bias. So I sort of feel a little bit stuck in the middle in, in some ways with that. And I've always felt that sort of side of like, oh, why are these games not here with the Apple TV? So I don't know, you know, if there are people who have been thinking about multiplayer ideas for local multiplayer for iOS I think now's your time. You know, this is a... Yeah. <laughs> and like I say, I, it, it seems dreadful to describe it as a opportunity, but it kind of is, and there's a niche not being filled that greatly. So, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see more of it. Yeah, I've been, speaking of arcade, <laughs> my uh, actual sort of woodwork endeavours are coming along. Yeah. Which is kind of what I have been doing instead of the dev, if I'm being totally honest. Um you know what I was saying to you week before last about whenever I get the saw out and start chopping wood, it generally means I'm avoiding something else. Um, yeah, yep. I think we know what I'm trying to avoid now. It's kind of like thinking about all this stuff, so I'm just like making this uh, arcade machine. Um, That's cool. It's going really well. It's going really, really well. Um, had a few hairy moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea was to do the majority of it out of plywood and then have some of the cross sections like where the control surface would be like where the joysticks come out of and the screen surround do that in like matte black and i thought the look of varnished plywood hitting that matte black would look quite cool and it sort of does 
However, I'm not very good at keeping the plywood looking nice when I work on it. Right. In terms of drilling holes in wrong places and then having to use wood filler to fill up said hole. (laughs) And it's like, oh no, if I put varnish over this now, it's going to look horrendous. So I'm going to paint it. So it's going to be painted plywood. Yep probably white because that's all i can find like half empty tins of white in the back shed yeah <laughs> so it's gonna, gonna be white with uh matte black so that's the plan kind of hoping this week i can finish it i've got all the joysticks i've got all the buttons and stuff that's all turned up uh just got like the hardest bit of the project left to do it's all more or less built all the holes are drilled for the you know the buttons the joysticks that's all fine uh, the final piece of wood I need to cut is for the, the screen surround and it requires me to cut a piece of one of the edges, it's got to be at an angle right? and I've been putting that off and putting that off <laughs> and now it's here and I've got to do it <laughs> so, not entirely sure how that's going to go for me because I don't really have the tools I'm kind of doing this with a battery drill a jigsaw uh, a circular saw and a router that's all I've used I don't yeah. have like any table saws or anything like, if I had a table saw this would be like done in an instant but yeah one one, one can dream that's, that's like an ambition now. I've been looking at table saws online <laughs> it's like maybe now's not the time to be spending lots of money on tools just like should probably keep our money that we have yeah. just uh, just in case there's a whole bunch of stuff like that that we can't get right now here as well there's a lot of online shopping it's just it's not essential so it's not not on um, really yeah yeah so we're, we're there's a lot of conversations that we've been having where it's sort of been like no we can't actually get that you know with the kids or that that's something that will have to wait um i'm sure it lays up and there may be there may be sort of you know avenues to get certain things if you are really really motivated um but on first blush, a lot of our usual shops are closed, basically. Um, even online. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we tried looking at a food delivery today from Tesco. And everything for the next, like, three weeks was booked. Mm. We tried Asda. They were the same. We tried Sainsbury's, who said, no, we're not doing any orders at all at the minute. Wow. Um, and it's like, oh, we seem to be out of supermarkets. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it's, I can relate. It's uh, it's hard not to keep bringing this conversation back to what's going on because yeah. I'm feeling like I'm not really enjoying hearing about it constantly. I feel like now I've heard enough and I realise all I've done so far really is contribute to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry <laughs> for that. <laughs> it, it, one thing that has changed, and maybe a good thing, is that I'm not picking up my phone as much. That's interesting. Because I feel like every time I pick up my phone, it's bad news. Yeah. And I've I've had, I've had enough of that now, thanks. No, that's that's fair. You go to check Facebook, it's like, oh, I wonder what everyone's going to be talking about. Um, <laughs> and, you know, people are worried, and I, I, I get why they are. I'm not having a go at people. Um, but I could just do without it yep. right now. Anyway, You you get, my kind of, like, circle of apps is BBC News, Twitter, uh, sometimes a bit of Facebook, sometimes a bit of Instagram, and it's like wherever you... Those are, like, my little routes that I kind of loop through, and it's like you're going to find stuff wherever you go in those apps about this yep and if you just want an hour off or a day off from hearing about it just just pretend to yourself it's not happening just like uh you can't really do that so as a result i'm not really picking up my phone which is probably i'm hoping is going to carry over to when things are back to normal yeah and i wonder how much other stuff like that 
that's been impacted by this will carry over. Uh, I mean, one one immediate example is what I was just saying to you about the supermarkets. Our local sort of dairy, they're like a very small independent dairy, and the local fruit merchants and the local butchers and the local bakers have teamed up. Right. Um, so you can order all your stuff from them and they'll deliver it. Wow. It's a proper, like almost a cooperative kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, they don't all cooperate with each other, but I know that the baker goes through the dairy and I think maybe the fruit people will get eggs from somewhere and if you order fruit, you can get eggs at the same time. So there's lots of little kind of like back channels, I think, uh, going on. And at the minute, everyone's like, you're heroes. You know, this is brilliant. Loving it. And I, I just kind of hope that actually when this all goes back to normal, maybe that can carry on. Maybe this has actually identified that because you know whenever a new supermarket pops up um especially around where i am in sort of small towns everyone's like oh but what what about the local butcher what about the local baker and i kind of hope that this is like a this could give them another lease of life if uh you know when this is all done and dusted and we go back yeah. to normal that, that'd be great wouldn't it it would and again there's an opportunity there for um for technology to be an enabler for that as well you know, I mean, at the moment you're seeing what kind of quite grassroots sort of ways of of, of ordering. Uh, yeah, it? they've even they've said, please don't post on our Facebook page. Give us a ring, and they just put their phone number up on a Facebook post. So that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's quite primitive. Um, so there's opportunities there that I'm sure you know somebody's going to step up and fill if they've got a platform already that's not far off in that space. Yeah, but there's opportunities to sort of link customers to services like that um and again i don't say this from a a mercenary you know money-making point of view it's more a case of there is an opportunity here for um, people in technology to be connecting people and for that to be a social good you know if you can if you can order online but it's actually fulfilled by your your local dairy baker you know grocer and all of that um and that they're not getting shafted or whatever in the process, which <laughs> yeah. no forty percent cuts for the app that does it or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's an opportunity there to to do some have some real impact and to do some real good stuff. And I'm kind of um, I can see glimpses of of these things at the moment. And um, in New Zealand, we've got a concept of the um, alert levels. So we have alert level one, two, three, and four. Um, and at the moment we're in level four, you know, about as controlled and locked down as it as it was predicted to get. You know, this is this is everybody stay at home. That is level four. Um, level right. three is basic social distancing, and um, a lot of services and places still open. Um, and yeah, go back down the levels essentially, uh, but different different levels of border control and that sort of stuff as well. Um, and I guess what I've been thinking of and getting glimpses of here or there um, has been what what we're kind of describing as being a, a level three world or a level two world, or that's kind of been the way we've been talking about it, um, which is essentially like when we come out of this, this, this most extreme lockdown kind of phase, but we're probably going to be in this kind of um, protracted period of, of there's still some controls 
yeah. uh, which will rattle on and on until, you know, we've got a vaccine or, you know, maybe some of these things actually just become permanent. That that could be a thing that we see. Certain types of controls may may last for quite a while. Um, and so I guess I could sort of keep thinking about the idea of, well, what does tech do in that space? You know, if we're in that that sort of world, what 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 things are going to be really really useful? You know, obviously online shopping, very useful. Yeah, you know, things that let people connect to um, small businesses, very useful. Uh, I'm sure there are a bunch of other things you know that we could reel off that sort of sit in that space. And so I guess you know, my, this is tech is my area. This is the thing that I'm passionate about and what I'm hopeful for is sort of having that kind of headspace. Maybe not now. Maybe it's going to take a few weeks. For me, it's probably going to take until I've got the concussion done. Um, how but, how know, are you having, doing with that? Oh, we're talking at least another three or four weeks from now before I'm kind of back to where almost normal. Right, okay. Um, and we're talking maybe up to a year with residual symptoms. Oof. So, yeah, I'm definitely on the bench at the moment yeah Um, sounds like it yeah but I'm hopeful I think that's what I was trying to say I'm hopeful for sort of like that this once we're out of this initial period of time I'm hopeful that there's then the ability for for people in our field to be doing things that are helpful um and that's I guess that's kind of where some of my focus is coming back to already, you know, because I, like yourself, I can't focus on the doom and gloom forever. Um, you know, it gets too much. And so I'm kind of trying to look for the things that could be, uh, could be a step beyond all of this. 